This is my podcast. This is my podcast. Leroy Furious. Leroy Fury Cast. This is my podcast. This is my podcast. This is my. This is my. I said what the fuck I want, bitch. Yo, Leroy Fury Cast episode one hundred sixteen. Uh, hello, everybody. Are you doing good? What the fuck's happening? There we go. Had to turn the volume down on my television. Uh, usually when I turn on my television, the volume is like really, really high. Like really high. Because I usually turn it up high. And then when I hit the down volume button, the volume gets even higher. It's the strangest thing in the world. Uh, I just came from the uh, cinema. This came from the movie theaters. Turn on. Turn on. I know you're going to be loud. I have a loud uh, laptop. I'm turning my laptop on right now. I just came from the movie theaters. Uh, parents bought my tickets, obviously, because I said I refuse to pay money to see the 10th Fast and Furious movie. But I did. I went to see the 10th Fast and Furious movie. And uh, a couple of days before this, I also watched on my TV screen. I would lie and say I went to the theaters, but I didn't. Uh, I watched uh, Big George Foreman. And hold on, listen to this title for the George Foreman movie. Chris Davis, Tracy from Atlanta, played George Foreman. Damn, nigga, who would you landlord? Oh, see how bright that is? Now you can see my face perfectly. See my big brown face uh, perfectly. I watched uh, Big George Foreman. I gotta look at the title. Because the title for the George Foreman movie is incredible. It's an incredible title. For the George Foreman movie. I have to tell you this title. Hold on. Let me see. Big George. Here we go. It's called Big George Foreman. This is the full title for the George Foreman movie. Big George Foreman. The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. That's the title of the movie. Big George Foreman, The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. That's the title of the movie. (laughs) That's crazy, bro. And the guy that played George Foreman, uh, Chris Davis, just started acting 10 years ago. His career started in 2013. He was in Space Jam, New Legacy, Judas and the Black Messiah, Atlanta. Uh, did not see him in Unforgettable. Did not see him in The Blacklist. Did not see any of his theatrical like theater shows. Didn't see Goldie. Didn't see Summer Night. Didn't see Detroit. But yeah, I saw that movie as well. So I'm gonna talk about both of those movies. And I'm gonna get out of here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to not use my video editing software anymore because it won't let me post videos in HD for some reason. And the expiration date is over in July, so I'm just gonna post videos of me straight up talking into the camera, no editing, raw, uncut, pure. Eh, one perico. Like I'm like yeah, you know, I'm gonna do it like that. But I do wanna put my um camera on top of something though. I don't wanna just speak like this. Like see how high my camera can go. It can go this high, and that would be a better look. So I'm going to open up my tripod. Uh, I can reach it, reach it, reach it. Here we go. Uh, I paid $21 for this tripod. I better use it. God damn it. The camera costs 200 
I've got smartphones that can do way more than film me for way less money and possibly better uh what you call it better uh what you call that shit man possibly better uh clarity or better like aspect ratio I don't know definition higher definition but uh yeah fast x and I saw big George Foreman <laughs> the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world that's what I that's what I saw uh and fast x which is also known as fast and furious 10 uh which I just found out by watching the uh premiere in Rome I watched the premiere in Rome the red carpet premiere Tyrese and one of the hosts of the red carpet premiere had a real heart to heart Tyrese is always going through a lot. He's always going through something horrible, man. But he always makes it out. So, yeah, shout out to Tyrese. He always makes it out. He got a new movie out with Michael J. White called, um, Coming Running. Coming Running. Hold on. I'm coming. Anyway, sorry for the intermission. I was called upon by my family members for things. Uh, it was a Devin Haney Lomachenko fight tonight. Yeah, whatever. Uh, here we go. I do like boxing matches, even though I don't know how to fight myself. You don't know how to fight yourself? But do you know how to love yourself? Uh, <laughs> get it? Whatever. Uh, let me see. Click, clack, pow. Plugging up stuff. How many minutes am I in so far? The first seven minutes pow, of the podcast. And I'm still setting up stuff. Because I just got in the house. I had to fart. I hate talking about that, but I had to. Had to break some wind. Alright, I just turned on TikTok, so the volume probably going to be loud. I'm trying to find a way to stream the fight on TikTok for freebies. Oh, she's cute. There's a lot of beautiful women on TikTok as well. Over the age of 21. Uh, they updated the terms and service. Please review the degree. I agree. Hopefully I don't get put in a human sentai pad. But yeah, I saw um, Fast X and I saw the George Foreman biopic. Two cool movies. I like George Foreman a lot better. Uh, I didn't want to see Fast X for full price unless someone was going to pay my way, and they did. So that's fortunate that I have a family that loves and provides for me. Uh, man. It's a, cartoon. it's a cartoon. 
Fast X was a legit cartoon. It is a cartoon character film. And it's, it's 2 hours and 20 minutes long. It could have easily been 90. I watched it and I was like, what is going on right now? What is happening? All of this stuff is outrageously crazy. Vin Diesel basically a superhero now. Like what they do in this movie is so incredible. Like and there's so many details. Like let's let's let me list them off. My favorite ones are five and six. Six is the best one. Cause the first four it's like we just race. There's a little bit of action, a little bit of gun violence and fighting hand to hand combat. But it's mainly about racing. And then we get to the five and they say, Okay, let's rob the cartel for a hundred million dollars. And I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then after that movie, when they steal the $100 million from the cartel, six happens. And they say, all right, you all are criminals. And if you want to get your records expunged, we need to take down another group of criminals, which is in six. And six is better than five. And it's like, holy shit, these movies are crazy. These movies are insane. These movies are crazy. <coughs> and then after that, Paul Walker passed away and they released Seven and Seven was like, you know, it wasn't boring. It's watchable, but I was like, eh Paul Walker's not here and they got the CGI face and you can know, you can tell, and it's like, eh, it's a little stained, but it made a billion dollars. And then eight came out and eight was like, Oh, now it's just getting crazy. Dom has a son, Charlie's throne is in it, she kills Elena. Oh yeah, spoilers for Fast and Furious, all the movies. If you haven't seen them, definitely spoiling Fast 9. Lesbian sign language. Uh, I'm going to just show the deaf men on the audition when I see them. Oh, I'm, I got to come back. I got to come back to that. I got to come back to that. I got to come back to that. Uh, the deaf lesbian Cece is talking. I like her. She's on TikTok. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It's insane. I've been playing The Last of Us a lot as well. But uh, after 8. Eight comes out, and they like, re and then eight. The Rock comes in five, six, and seven, and eight. The Rock is in eight, and he at one point, I think he like punches a torpedo, and redirects it or something like that. Like he picks a torpedo up and redirects it. And they also have a uh, Shaw and his brother Deckard and Owen Shaw are in it. And Tango Calderon and Don Omar come back. They were in part four. That's when they first appeared on the scene part four they also uh returned because they went away for like seven because in five they got the money and in six they're not in it and in seven they're not in it and they come back in eight fate of the furious and uh it's a cool cameo they have in part uh eight and then in part nine donald mars is just in it and not take on calderon and I, I looked at it vin diesel's in the most of them vin diesel's in one Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Like he's the star. It's his movie. It's his baby. It's his legacy. And in uh, what's her name? In ten, because in nine his brother was uh Jacob, John Cena's character, and he was a uh, villain turned family member. Because that happens in all the movies. They they're villains and they become part of the family. Kind of like Prison Break. Because I remember Prison Break, everyone hated. Bill Fitchner's character, Bill Fitchner's character, William Fitchner's character, he was such a piece of shit on Prison Break. Then he ended up becoming one of the Prison Break, like, 
teen family members. And then, like, you started, like, to like him because he's a really good actor. William Fiction is a really good actor. He was in Ninja Turtles and a bunch of other cool movies. I'm playing Last of Us right now. There's a lot of blood. Oh! Are you keeping me from behind like that, creep? What you doing, homie? Better back up, sucker. Oh! Need you in the face. Anyway, um... I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I, I, all I do on Last of Us is play the action, the most action-y levels possible. So if it's like, uh, you know, the level with the hospital and the Firefly Lab, that's what I'm playing. Also watch the show. But yeah, in a nine, that's when his brother comes, Dominic Toretto's brother, Jacob. Also Mia's brother, because Mia's a sister, Jordana Brewster's character. Uh, she comes in as well. Because, like, oh, no, Jacob, our brother. We never talked about him for any of the first eight movies or Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so now we got a brother, and the brother comes in, and, you know, he's kicking ass. He's strong and big, and him and Dominic Toretto are somehow related. By the way, race does not exist in these movies. Everyone's family. It's no real ethnicities. Everyone's just related in these movies, you know? Because, like, in 10, like I said, spoiler alert for 10, Rita Moreno, who's like a Latino woman, she comes in part 10 as Abuelita, the grandmother. So since she's in part 10, she's Dom's grandmother, Abuelita. She's Latin. And Dominic Toretto in the movie hit. Toretto's clearly an Italian name, but he's also like a black Latin guy. But he's like a black Italian, but he has an Italian name and a Mexican dad in part 9. And his brother is John Cena, who's straight up Caucasian, not mixed with anything. And his sister is Jordana Brewster, Mia, who I think she's like Portuguese or Brazilian. Good looking, nice looking woman. And she um is the sister. And then he gets Elena pregnant. She's like a white Spanish lady from Spain, like real Caucasian. He gets her pregnant, impregnates her, and whatnot. And after he impregnates her, they have a baby who comes out looking Dominican. So, <laughs> little B is Brian. Little Brian, that's Vin Diesel's son on Fast and Furious 10. And this kid is like one of the, like, he's like a child action star. Like, Ernie Ray's Jr. type stuff. Like, I've never seen a child action star in a movie this big, and I'm like, yo, this kid's killing, he's a great actor, and he is, he's a little great actor, curly-headed, brown-skinned little boy, doing this thing, jumping around on top of cars, helping his uncle Jacob out, because he's Dom's son, so therefore, if John Cena, Jacob is his uncle, and they're kicking ass, driving around, and in the movie, um, I didn't get to the best part yet, which is the main villain, Dante Reyes, who plays the cartel leader's son from the fifth movie, who they stole $100 million from. And he wants to get revenge because the the Rock Hobbs killed his father and the, the family stole all the money from him. And Hobbs was mad in the fifth movie that Reyes' men killed all of his men. He said, you killed my team. I'm getting you back, you song bitch. And that's what he does. He gets payback on him for killing his team. And after that happens... And they steal the money and whatnot. 
Dante Reyes, Jason Momoa's character, who plays like an amazing villain, the absolute best villain they've ever had with the family. Like the family, the Fast family has never had a villain this good. In ever, like they never had a villain this good in the in the series of the the saga, because F nine is called the Fast Saga. It's a saga, not a series. So yes, I just blew up three dudes with a pipe, a nail bomb. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Last of Us, so much fun. Love the violence. I'm doing good right now too. I never played this good. Maybe because I'm doing a podcast while I'm talking. Maximum health, maximum effort. Anyway. Yeah, like, they never had a villain this good in the series, and he is, like, one of the best villains. He's, he's crazy. He's very colorful. He's, like, a flamboyant homosexual. He's a flamboyant homosexual who kicks a lot of ass, and he's good with a knife, and he's really good. He's tech-savvy. He's colorful. He's literally sadistic. Like, he gets off on hurting people because he's rich. Like, he's, he grew up he's like a rich kid, rich parents. His dad was a drug cartel leader who had a hundred million dollars and they burned a lot of the money and stole the rest kept for themselves. The Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto's family. So like that's that. That's what's going on with that part of the, um, I'm hungry. I, must, I got some uh, not, uh, popcorn right here. So that's that part of the movie. Straight up. The best part of the movie is him being a rich sadistic psychopath. Who just wants to get revenge on Dominic Toretto for ruining his family. And I get it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. 100%. I understand it. 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. He robbed, he, they killed your dad, took all your money. But obviously, he still had some money left because he was like, he was high tech. He had an army. He had cool clothes, like he had like a motorcycle to his liege. They were in Rome in the beginning. He had a giant bomb ball. And if you've seen the trailer, it's like a giant bomb ball. The movie starts off with the bomb ball as the first one. Because he um he tricks Roman Tedge and Ramsey into doing a plan for Mr. Nobody in Rome. And then Mr. Mr. Nobody, little nobody, uh Scott Eastwood's character, he's back in it. He's like, uh, we don't work in Rome. And they're like, oh, damn, that's a setup. So then Roman Tej and Ramsey are in Rome thinking they're doing a job for America. And they're not. They're not doing a job for America at all. <laughs> not one bit. They're not doing a job for America. They are working for Dante Reyes to do nothing that really happens. Nothing sums up. He's just trying to find a way to kill them. And obviously, they're like, it's a bomb ball. How do we stop it? And Vin Diesel's like, I know how to stop a bomb ball. I'm going to drive. So they drive. And he destroys the bomb ball by jumping over some pipes and hitting a crane. And then the crane goes into like a 180 spin. No, it goes to a 360 spin. And it smacks the bomb ball into the water. And then the uh, impact and the shock wave from the bomb ball uh, knocks the bomb ball down into the water. No, the shockwave knocks everyone upside the head. Like, oh, we're all falling. Everyone's all over the place. It's crazy and whatnot. Yeah, all that type of stuff happens and whatnot. And then, um, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, he said, Dom, this is just the beginning. 
I'm going to torture you until you get what you deserve. This is your torture. And then I'm going to punish you and take everything you love. So that's the movie, for basically, at first. That's how they started off. That's the first big action scene. And no one dies yet. Like, you think nobody's going to die? You think a little nobody, Scott Eastwood's character, is going to die? But he doesn't. He lives past that scene. And it's pretty cool. Oh, they shot me in the chest. Oh, I'm reloading my I'm reloading my bullets. I'm reloading. Leave me alone, child. Leave me alone, child. It's an old Phyllis Yvonne Stickney joke. Leave me alone, child. All right, let me shoot this guy. Oh, you're down. Okay. And uh, Dante Reyes basically says, "All right, what's my next plan going to be?" And he takes down Cipher, Charlie's Theron's character. All of her men she has working for her. They turn on her because Dante is like, hey, you, Timothy, don't you got a son named Louis? And you, Donald, don't you got a daughter named Yvette? Whatever. <laughs> and they always turn their guns on her and start working for Dante. And he's the greatest villain they ever had. The greatest villain they ever had in these movies. He's such a badass. Here's the best part of the movie. Second best part right under him, Jacob John Cena. And when John Cena came in, I said, oh, that might be Brian. That might be Brian. That might be Paul Walker kicking ass. Because these guys come in and try to kidnap Dom's son. They work for Dante. And they come in and try to take little Brian. Great child actor. Um, they come in and try to take him from uh, Mia, who is the aunt. That's Dom's sister. Jordana Brewster, and then she starts kicking their ass, and she's like, what, 110 pounds, kicking them in the balls, throwing frying pans at them, hitting them in the face with motorcycle helmets, and like, none of these guys can fight. Not a near one of these, not near nada, <laughs> not a single one of these guys know how to fight. None of these mercenary dudes know how to fight in these movies. Whenever the mercenary around, if you're a human being with working arms and legs, you can just kick their ass. There's no real fight or fuss in kicking a mercenary's ass. They got a helmet on with a vest, tactical vest, big boots, automatic rifle. You could just go bang, bang, and go, and they go down. Han beat them up. Everybody beat them up easily. Also, no one dies in this movie. I'm spoiling the whole movie. No one dies in this movie. I just one scene where I'm like, alright, this is so outrageously crazy. Vin Diesel's on a plane with Rick, Alan Rickson. Alan Rickson's the third best part of the movie. Alan Rickson plays Ames. He's a Reacher on Reacher. And he's Hawk on Titans. Hawk and Dove, he plays Hawk. They're on an airplane. Because they were like, kind of a... He was like, a, with the Nobody Squad. Reacher. Um, Ames. And he was like, we gotta take down Dom and his team. Because they're criminals. Even though they've been, like, expunged to criminals... Cause the news found out that they had they they blamed them for the bomb in Italy in Rome. So like when they do that part, they're driving around and shit. They Don hops out of the plane with a car, and the acting scenes are so good. Jason Momoa on a motorcycle is really cool. But anyway, they hop out of the car from a plane. He does Vin Diesel does by himself, and. 
it's a really cool moment in the movie. Really cool, like, continuous scene where it's like Uncle Jacob and uh, on nephew Little B, which is John Cena and Don Vin Diesel's son. They're just driving in the car together with a kayak on top of the um, car, little small blue car. And then when they finally get to like where they gotta go on the airport, took the kayak off, changed the name, get new fake passports, so they can go to like Brazil somewhere. I forgot where they went, but they went to like um, Rio de Janeiro or some shit, where it's like a big ass Hoover Dam, one of them areas where they have Hoover Dams at. And they go all the way out there. And then they say, all right, we gotta get on the plane. Let's go to the bathroom. They get in the bathroom, and when you go in the bathroom. Three dudes try to beat up John Cena. He goes, bang, one punch. The next thing you know, all three of them locked up sleeping in the bathroom together. And they close the door on them. And the flight attendant's like, damn, that's crazy. And then under the fucking plane and like the hangar, I guess the hangar. No, the hangar of the garage. Under the, the lower deck of the airport, they have the kayak that he had on top of the car. And John Cena just carried the kayak into the airport like it was nothing. You know, he's military. He can carry things where everyone's carrying them. And when they go into the hangar, they open it up, and they got three bottles of like vodka, and they say we need this. And he said, "All right, I'm gonna pour this inside the um, kayak so we can use it, and we need a thrust." And he said, I "Hope you're not scared of heights." And so him and his nephew get inside the, the kayak, which turns out to be a fucking plane. John Cena in Fast and Furious 10 and Fast X puts he takes he carries a plane onto a plane. And he flies the plane out of the plane. It's a small kayak that turns into a plane. So you sit in it, front seat, back seat, put a little glass over it, window, and then you fly it. They drop out of the plane and fly away. I'm like, alright. Just fuck reality, fuck physics, fuck whatever. <laughs> this is it's a superhero movie now. Cause the first four movies were about racing. Then they robbed a cartel, and then they got their records expunged, and then the 7, 8, and 9 were just bleh. And now it's going to be 10, 11, and 12. It's another trilogy. And they're all trilogies, too. They're all trilogies. 1 through 4 is a quadrilogy, but I'll call it 1 through 3 a trilogy, Tokyo Drift. And then 4, 5, and 6. That's the return of Brian and Dom together again. Because Brian and Dom in the first one, then it was Brian and Rome. Then it was Sean and Twinkie in Tokyo Drift when they took down DK, another good villain. And then it's four, five, and six were the Brian and Dom movies. And then seven, eight, and nine were Paul Walker's leaving, actually passed away, but Brian left and retired. And then eight's his own thing. And then nine is his own thing as well. It's another trilogy. And this is going to be 10, 11, and 12. This shit's bonkers. And Jason Momoa is the best villain. He's flamboyantly homosexual, sadistic. He has like manicured fingers. He wears like jewelry. He's always like, ooh, he's very whimsical. He's like a buff joker. He's like a big ass brolic joker with long hair. And he's like, all right, what am I going to do, boys? Ooh, oh my God. What are you doing? Like, the whole movie acting like that. Real flamboyantly gay. Oh, he's so good. I cannot stress enough how good Jason Momoa is in this movie. Jason Momoa is so good. He stole the movie. I noticed that everybody in the movie that I fuck with, the main three characters I fuck with, all big as shit. Jason Momoa, John Cena, Alan Rickson. All big motherfuckers. <laughs> big ass 6'5 beef 
Niggas eating beef steaks and shit. They eat steaks and shit. They're strong as fuck. They're all great in the movie. They're really good. I typed on Facebook. I typed on Facebook because I'm old. I said, Jason Momoa is hilariously gay in the movie. And then another person, a comedian, said, Don't don't keep my man's name out of your mouth. <laughs> she likes Jason Momoa. All women love Jason Momoa. They love Jason Momoa. And then I said, no, seriously, it's his best role. And she said, why you calling him a gay? I'm not a man, so I don't get it. Why you calling him gay? And I said, no, he's actually, like, super gay in the movie. Like, he's like a super gay, flamboyant villain, and he's really good. It's one of his best roles ever. And she's like, oh, and I said, go see it. She said, I will see it. So we'll see if she goes see it or not. I don't know. Men lie, women lie. Box office numbers don't. But, yeah, Jason Momoa is really good in the movie. I'm hot as fuck. I'm turning the fan on. I'm fucking bacon. I went to see the movie, by the way. I had a hoodie on with my little, like, the clothes that I wear. Boiling. I was like, there's no AC. I thought, I had a I thought the movie theater had AC on. It was hot as shit in the movie theater, bro. I saw it in Dolby. Seats was vibrating like a motherfucker. Like, <sighs> seats was vibrating hard as shit. Vibrating hard as shit, son. Like, we felt every fucking molecule. We felt every goddamn molecule in the theater, bro. That shit was hard as fuck. The movie was hard as fuck. Hardcore movie. Just threw a bottle at a guy's head because he a bitch. What you gonna do about it? Bitch ass nigga. Oh shit, they come Oh damn, they coming from there. Just set a guy on fire and another guy shot me. Y'all better back up. Set you on fire too. Better chill out. Set you on fire. Don't come over here. 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 Set you on fire. I gotta watch Dronish, bro. I was thinking about the movie Superfly and Trevor Jackson's in Superfly. And he's on Dronish. Yeah, man. He's also in American uh, Crime. Anyway, back to the movie. I was talking about the movie. Stupid ass me. Uh, yeah. Jason Moore's cutting niggas up, doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then it's revealed that Ames. Ames, the guy, yeah, commented that he's super gay, and she said, "Boy, you say gay? Not that there's anything wrong with gay people. I used to have a gay BFF. Nothing wrong with being gay, but why call him gay? I'm not a man, so this is concerning." And I was like, "No, he's really good in the movie. He's like a real. It's his best role. He's a fucking badass, gay, sadistic psychopath who kicks a lot of ass." And she's like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna see it." But yeah. Then they revealed that Ames, Alan Rickson's character, my my third favorite character in the movie from Reacher, who kicks a bunch of Brazilian dudes asses in the alley at one point in time. He just go bop bop bop. Everyone kicks everyone's ass. Uh, what's the girl name? Uh, Captain Marvel. She's in it. Captain Marvel is in it. Uh, Brie Larson. Love her. All the way back from Scott Pilgrim in Short Term 12 to Room, her Academy Award winning role. I love Brie Larson. The Marvels is gonna be dope. Hopefully. Love Kamala Khan and uh, Captain Rambo. But yeah, man. Monica Rambo. That's her name. Captain Monica Rambo. But yeah, dude. These movies are good. Like, I'm I'm a fan of the movies I've been watching. Guardians of the Galaxy. All that shit. Fire. Keep firing. Keep firing. Keep firing. I gotta keep firing. Alright, I made it through. Just gotta keep firing. That's all you gotta do. Phew. Alright, the bad guys are down. I have eliminated the enemy. Oh, there's one guy left. Damn it, one more bozo left. But yeah, 
Go see Fast and Furious, Fast X. It's real, Tyrese is in it. He's 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 not the comedic relief this time. He's not the funny, funny guy. Now it's uh, more so John Cena. John Cena's the funny one now. And uh, Don, what's the name's in it as well? Because Dante, he keeps coming. He, he said, yo, yo, Dom, everybody that ever fuck with you, I'm coming after everybody that ever fuck with you. I guarantee you they might, they might even bring even Mendez out of retirement. Even Mendez doesn't even do movies anymore. And at one point in time, even Mendez was cool with Dom. So they're going to bring Tigo Calderon back, Don Omar. They're going to bring um, Ava Mendez back, obviously. She has to come back. Uh, Helen Mirren, Queen, she helped Dom out in part nine to get at Jacob. So Jason Moore's going to come after her. He's going to come after um, Jason Statham, who's in the movie as well. <laughs> he has a real kinky scene. <laughs> He's beating up a dude in the... Um, punching bag from nine and then he unzipped it and he ran came out and ran he had nothing but some briefs on and Tyrese was like yo I understand the cars and the guns but what was that and he ain't even addressed it he just said what I do I'm crazy like that I'm kinky and weird I beat dudes up in um punching bags so Jason Momoa is gonna come after everybody and he said I got a list of everybody I'm coming after I'm coming after you too I'm coming after your mother Helen Mirren so Jason Statham transport is like what after he beats up some guys in helmets, the henchman, he says, alright, fuck that shit. He gets a, like, a submachine gun. He gets a bunch of, like, grenades and pistols and all of that. Puts it in the backpack and gets another jump. And said, alright, I'm out. And then Ludacris is like, where you about to go? He said, I'm gonna go dig some graves. So he about to so now in 11, he gonna be killing shit now. And then at the end of the movie, it's like a big-ass dam. And it's like Tyrese, Ludacris, and Ramsey, um, Natalie Emanuel, the three black people. They on the airplane, cause they trying to go somewhere too and help out Dom. They're like, yo, Dom, we coming for you. We got your back. And when they come in to save Dom from uh, Jason Momoa, cause he with his son now. Jason Momoa snatched his son off the car with uh, John Cena, Jacob. And then John Cena, Jacob said, all right, this is it for me, Dom. Save your son. I'm gonna help you out one last time, brother. Thank you for showing me the light. And he has a cannon car. He has a car that shoots cannons. Big ass cannons. <laughs> like, bow, bow. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was a flying car for I thought it was a car that could fly. Like it was firepower, like rocket power. Like in seven. When they put a rocket on a Pontiac. Whatever. But anyway, John Cena sacrifices himself and he goes, boom. And then he fucking dies, allegedly. No one stayed dead in these movies. Lady died, Han died. Uh. <laughs> Paul Walker died in real life, and Brian's still alive in the movie. So now, allegedly, I hope they bring Idris Elba back from Hobbs and Shaw. Probably the best villain. Under Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is the best villain. And then we got Brixton. So, like, yeah, they do that whole thing. And Cole Hauser was good in Too Fast, Too Furious as well. So then John Cena dies, and now Vin Diesel has his son, little Brian, with him. And, like, he, at one point, takes down two helicopters with his car because he drives hard. He says, oh, no, helicopters are hooked into my car with grappling hooks. I got to drive hard. So then he drives hard, and vroom, vroom, sleeveless shirt muscles make two helicopters crash. And then he swings the dead helicopters around and, like, starts doing donuts. Cause this is like a foreshadow that came to fruition. Cause early in the movie, him and his son, Little Brian, were doing donuts in the parking lot. Little Brian, like ten years old, doing donuts. Maybe he's eight, doing donuts in the parking lot with his father in the passenger seat. And then after that happens, uh, they drive to like a dam, like a Hoover Dam, and they see two big ass eighteen wheelers coming to squash down. 
and Dom's in this well-known black muscle car with the engine up front. And it was like too bad. I, I thought it was gonna. I thought the two big 18-wheelers were gonna transform into Optimus Prime, like some Autobots, Decepticon shit. Like, ah, right, they could do Transformers, but Transformers is paramount, and this is Universal. That's why I say bring in the dinosaurs from Jurassic World. Make the shit go bizarre. Dinosaurs in space with Vin Diesel sleeveless. Make the shit crazy. Who gives a fuck at this point? So that happens. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, while they drive and they go up and go down and they go do 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 And while they're going down, his son, Little Brian, is like, ah, he's screaming and whatnot. And Vin Diesel's like, mm, frowny face. I got muscles. My son's eight years old and his mom got shot in the head by Charlie Theron because she's evil. So while they're driving down and whatnot, they're going down fast as shit. <laughs> like fast as fuck. And he turned, he clicked on the Nas, the nitrous oxide. And then it's like blue fire coming out the back of the car. And he flies out of the dam into the water. And it's like, alright, this is like a science fiction space opera now. This is Guardians of the Galaxy. And then he goes forward, like, he goes forward and he lands, splash into the water. And then he says, alright, Dom, your punishment is over. And he said, now it's time to kill you. And before that, he revealed that Ames is dirty and he's working with Dante. So now it's Alan Rickson and Jason Momoa. they two big 6'5 motherfuckers teamed up to take down Dominic Toretto and the family. The Fast family. <laughs> so why they doing all of that shit? He said, I'm going to kill you now. He pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots it at the plane that has Tyrese Ludacris and Natalie Emanuel on it. And he's like, oh no. And then when that bomb's coming, Tyree says, everybody, incoming. And he runs to the back of the plane. And you see the engine get hit from the plane. And the plane goes around the side of the cliff, like a mountain. It's like, oh shit, are they going to die? This is crazy. And then at the end of the movie, you see um, Charlize Theron and Letty, because they were in jail together, fighting. It's a useless scene, but it was cool, I guess, because uh, foreshadowing something else. They're in prison. And they're in prison in Antarctica. <laughs> they're in prison in Antarctica. So while they climbing up to get out of the hole of prison Antarctica, they got coats and boots on, and they see a submarine come out of the ocean. And the person riding the sub, driving the submarine, manning the submarine, is Gal Gadot. So now Giselle's still alive. No one stays dead in these movies. Giselle's still alive. Wonder Woman is still alive. In the gosh darn <laughs> fast, she jumped off a moving plane with a gun and said, bow, bow, and landed on her back and died. But she's still alive. They said, Where's Giselle? And Han was just crying. These movies are outrageous. And it's a cliffhanger. Like, Dante is like the best villain ever. It's a Dom, now you die. And he had like eight bombs rigged to blow up the dam. So I guess he's going to try and flood Dom. Dom and his son, Little Brian. He's going to try and flood Little Brian and Dom and kill him in 10. And then it cuts the credits. It's directed by Louis Leterrier. And then there's a mid credit scene where a bunch of SWAT guys are in a fucking um, cathedral somewhere. And they got guns pointed everywhere, and there's a big dude with a mask on, and he has brown forearms, and I'm like, oh shit, that's either The Rock, or it's Brian O'Connor. It's either Paul Walker in CGI, or it's Dwayne Johnson. It's one of the two. It's gotta be one of the two. I get it. Black Adam didn't work out. He's back in the Fast and Furious movie. Him and Vin Diesel got beef. He don't give a fuck. He's coming back.
getting that paper. So then the rock comes back and uh he comes back and this moves on the phone like, Yeah, I know Don took my money, but you're the one to pull the trigger. I'm definitely coming after you. And then the rock takes his mask off and says, with his gray goatee, because he's not dying to black anymore. Now Hobbs has a gray goatee. And he's like, you know where to find me, some bitch. He says it really weird. But he doesn't say, son of a bitch. Let me find my phone. Where's my phone? Because I actually took a little sneaky sneaky. A little sneaky sneaky. Sneaky sneaky. Where's my phone? Oh, I can't even find it. It is right here. At one point in the movie, <laughs> where is it? That's the spoiler review. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's right here. I know where it is. They start playing. They, they start playing Little Baby and whatnot. Missing. I'm rewind it. That's cars. You pulled the trigger. And this is the rock. I'm gonna make you suffer. And then the rock takes his mask off. And you see his face. And he has a great go too. Devil's coming for you, Hobbs. Lawman. Lawman. I ain't hard to find. Some bitch. <laughs> Some bitch. And then he takes a phone and he cracks it with one hand. He because the rock like I want all the smoke. Like I don't give a fuck who you are, Dante, with your long hair and your flamboyant little manicure fingernails. I'm coming for you, you some bitch. <laughs> it's funny as shit. He says I'm coming for you, some bitch. So now we gotta worry about Jason Momoa trying to kill um, Hobbs as well, cause he didn't get him at first. Now he's coming after Hobbs. He's gonna try to kill Hobbs now, which is hilarious. These movies are comedies now. They're very funny, and I'm enjoying them. I'm excited. Everyone should be excited. About these movies, and now The Rock's back in them. And since The Rock is back, you know it's gonna be a party. And I haven't seen The Rock say anything on Instagram. Obviously, that would be a spoiler. It's, it's a huge spoiler that he's back, because I did not know he was coming back. It was a great thing that no one spoiled it for me. I'm very happy about that, because usually I run into spoilers sometimes, because I'm not goofy ass be on the internet. Well, I shouldn't be. But yeah, Fast and Furious 10, go see it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it a ranking, because I don't care about rankings at all. But uh, go see the fucking movie. Jason Momoa is worth the price of admission alone. It's very entertaining. It's very fucking stupid. Uh, go see the movie. It's worth the price of admission alone. Now, another movie I saw was Foreman. Big George Foreman. And that movie's crazy. Crazy impactful. Crazy inspiring. Because it starts off with George Foreman eating... Um, a burger. Him and his siblings eating a burger. It's four siblings. It's four of them. It's George Foreman, two sisters, and a brother. 
And George Foreman's like 12 years old and he's huge. He's like he's like 6'1 and he's 12 years old. And the kids call him poor man. And he's fat as shit and he's big. Now, how many of these children at the opening scene of the movie have to share one burger? They have to share one fucking burger. Which is ridiculous. Because they're so poor and they can't afford to eat. Like, everyone, it's not like one person get the fries, one person get the burger, somebody get the bun, somebody get the drink. It's like one burger amongst all those people. So that shit's crazy enough right there. Poverty is a bitch. Being poor fucking sucks. I don't care what you say. Being poor sucks. Being poor with kids sucks. But fast forward to the movie. Like, he gets in a fight at school. Because they say, you're George Foreman. Your name should be Poor Man. Poor Man? Because you're poor. Because uh, uh, I have kids roasted each other in the 60s. Or <laughs> whatever. And then after that happens, uh, he basically grows up, goes into Job Corps, and he's in Job Corps, he's big as shit as well, but he's not fat, he's like lean, he's like in a big in-shape kind of guy, meets a guy, they become friends in Job Corps, he gets his shoes stolen, and takes the white dude that stole his shoes and like throws them halfway out the window and then Forrest Whitaker's like, no, I don't do that. What do you do? Took your shoes? Hey, give him the shoes back. Hey, man, I'll train you how to fight. You know how to box? So he took George Foreman big ass to the ring and tried to teach him how to box. And George Foreman big ass was like strong and big. He could punch, but he couldn't like handle technique. He was just like, vroom, vroom. And the other dude just ducking down, ducking down, hitting him in the ribs and stuff. And George was like, be still, goddammit. <laughs> Eventually, George know how to work. He know how to be a powerful fighter. He's a power fighter. He was a power, he wasn't fast, he was big and strong and would like throw hands at you. So yeah, the George Foreman movie was cool. He eventually became champion and then he got whooped by Ali. <laughs> first person to whoop him was Muhammad Ali. First person to whoop him was Muhammad Ali. The first person. And he was 28 years old. He's only 6'4? Like, like 6'8. He's the right handed orthodox fighter. Yeah, man. And he's 74 years old right now. George Edward Foreman, nicknamed Big George. Yeah, heavyweight, big as shit. Five losses, 76 wins, fuck yeah. Floyd Foreman was the man. He defended the belt twice before suffering his first professional loss to Muhammad Ali in the iconic Rumble in the Jungle in 1974. Unable to secure another title opportunity, Foreman retired after a loss to Jimmy Young in 1977. And then, yeah, after he kept losing, he lost those fights, he said, fuck this shit. I'm gonna become a minister. I was start preaching at church, and when he was making his money and shit, he had a beautiful woman too. Like the woman in the movie that played his girl, her name was Pompier. I forgot the actress' name. The actress was playing the character Paula. She was fine as fuck. Got her pregnant one night, you know. But yeah, dude, Joe Foreman had some beautiful black women. He loved the black women. He had black women with him and whatnot, you know. Got two black girls pregnant. Five sons, one daughter. All the sons named George, daughter named Georgina. And when he was eating dinner with his family, his mother said, all right, let's say grace. May God bless this food. And he's like, mama, I bought this food, not God. And I was like, that's right. Finally, a black person standing up against all of this overly religious bullshit that we've been accustomed to. 
Finally, thank you, George Foreman. I love you. George Foreman, the motherfucking man that said religion is goofy. <laughs> One of my favorite boxes now. But yeah, man, uh, the George Foreman movie was fire. I enjoyed the hell out of it. At the beginning of the movie, when they eat the little ass burger, they eating one burger, bro. They had one burger amongst four kids. And the mother said, before you eat that burger that you're going to share with your three siblings, say grace and thank God. Why are you thanking God for that burger? That's a devil burger. One burger? Don't thank God for that. I'm personally, I'm an atheist now. That movie made me atheist. I said, God ain't real. God would not give these four kids one burger to share. That is not God's doing. I'm atheist. I don't like Satan. I'm atheist. I don't believe in the devil. I'm none of I believe there's good and evil on this planet. But that's that. And the movie's so impactful because, like, after he makes all this money boxing and whatnot, he becomes a preacher and he gets bald and he gets fat. And he's like, I love the Lord, Lord Jesus. And he always smiles. Every time I see George Foreman as a kid, I thought he was a happy black guy. He's just a big, happy black dude. Always smiling, talking about monarchy. Trust the Midas touch. I got me a, a mean green losing fat reducing grilling machine, the George Foreman grill, and he made so much money off the grill, so much money off the grill. The grill made money, he made money. The movie was dope. It's so good, and eventually, like he came back to fight again because he needed some money because the guy he met in Job Corps that was his, became his financial advisor stole all his fucking money, stole a lot of his money, stole a lot of his fucking money, dude. That's crazy. Stole his money. From him. He had to fight again. Now he's fat and bald, 315 pounds. He said, I gotta lose some weight. So he goes back to Fort Whitaker, his trainer, and Fort Whitaker said, Get down to 265 and I got you. So now George Foreman, big ass, running down the street with his like son or his wife. I think he ran with his son. And he's running with his son, trying to lose all the weight. And they're playing, Whip it, baby. Just whip it right. Just whip it, baby. And whip it all night and boom, boom. And this is a really cool, uplifting scene. Like, he's getting in shape. It's a fucking fat fuck getting in shape. So he can't be a fat fuck anymore. Hell yeah, this is cool. And I'm watching the movie. And then he loses the weight. Back down to 265. Gets in the ring with a gut. Fights another young dude. Wins. Makes like $10 million off of that. Opens his gym back up. Opens the church back up, cause he needed a gym to keep the kids on the street. Cause kids were on the street shooting each other and shit, getting shot, acting dumb. You know, idle hands is the devil's playground. Even though I don't believe in the devil. So he comes back and he helps the kids out with the gym and shit. Opens the gym back up. He does way better now. Gucci sweater now. He's doing good. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. He got his gym back. He ain't got to worry about the bullshit no more. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And that's how the movie ends. He makes money off the gym. He does good now. And he's one of the most powerful boxers ever. And the movie's over. And it's two hours and nine minutes. And it's very enjoyable. I loved it. And he had another wife after his first wife. That's where he had more of his kids from. And his new wife was, um, what should I call it? His new wife was uh, like a Jamaican woman or something. And he looked kind of like Mike Tyson from the Hulu series, but realistic. It wasn't like crazy prosthetics or nothing. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to just read. See, he knocked the guy out. It's the end of the movie. He won the whole thing. So cool. Really, really cool.
five, six. Stay down, stay down. Seven. I'm trying to find this damn fight. On TikTok, so I, go, I ain't got to pay for it. No one bought the Devin Haney fight? God damn, y'all suck. Okay, Billy Blanks. I know you got to have it. You're you a bow tie guy. Peanut butter jelly town. Oh, she got nice breasts. I like her. With her little lisp. Okay, he's watching a fucking band. He's talking shit. <laughs> Alright, no one's... Okay, good morning to you two. I saw her on Kai Sinatra's channel. And now I'm gonna follow her. And she was great. I gotta take a fucking dump. Get to the end of this damn movie so I can get this shit over with. I like this podcast. This is a great episode. I got out of the movies. See, look, he's happy together. We did it. We did it. Forrest Whitaker's so good, too. He's such a good actor, bro. Alright, let me see. They ain't doing a rundown. Now, they, at the end of the movie, they do a rundown of everybody. Spoiler alerts for the George Foreman biopic. You know, he's a real person. Big George Foreman. This is how it ends. Oh, shit. They got pictures of Chris Davis next to the real George Foreman. Directed by George Tillman Jr. Great movie. Boxing movies are good this year, man. At 45 years old, George Foreman regained the heavyweight title after losing it 20 years before. 45 years old. And he really lifted a cow up. He carried a fucking cow to get in shape, bro. He carried a cow. That's crazy. George and Muhammad Ali became great friends, speaking by phone almost every day for the rest of Ali's life. Such an inspiring movie. And no one's talking about it. In 1998, Charles Doc Brodus was inducted into the World Boxing Hall of Fame. Such a good movie, man. Yeah. Come on, I got to the dump. Oh, that's it? Y'all not going... Nothing... What else? What else? Give me some more facts about George so I can fucking go. All right. George named six of his children George, five boys, and a daughter named Georgetta. Today, George continues to preach at his church and run his youth center in Houston, Texas. Dang, you big motherfucker. Six four. Yeah, fuck yeah. George Foreman is still alive to this day. So you actually could co-sign the movie and see all the good shit. Right, let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah, his daughter's name is Georgetta. Damn, he got, he got grandkids. That's a lot of people. All right, that's him. I'm trying to see. It's, it's a picture of him with... <laughs> Holy shit. It's George, and then it's 1, 2, 3, 7, 10, 12 people. So six kids. I guess each one of them had a kid? One kid? I don't know. Black don't crack. Okay, shit. That's definitely his daughter. That's definitely a daughter. Okay, he has one daughter. Okay, that's his one daughter. Looks just like him. That's probably a son. And he's the grandkids. Damn, he got a big-ass family. And he's always smiling, too. Ever since I knew who George Foreman was as a child, up to my adult age, he's always literally smiling. And another thing good about this movie, they don't really, like, lean into the racism. They don't show you all of the graphic details of how horrible it was for niggas in the 60s. It's just, they were poor. It was fucked up. He got bullied at school by other black kids. Which, the best bullies to have are black bullies. The black bullies aren't evil like white bullies. Uh, did I make this podcast about race again at the end? Yes, I did. Sullivan Jones played Muhammad Ali. And uh, John Margaro played the shiesty guy who took his money. 
anyway, go watch George Foreman. Watch Big George Foreman. See it in theaters. Watch it at home. And also, go see Fast X. Crazy. Yeah, Sheen. Sheen. Mom Premier. Beautiful woman. And Erica Tazel is in it as well. From uh, Justified. Now I gotta take a shit. Leroy Fury Cast, episode 116. Fast and Foreman. It's about family. And the door forming grill. Yee! Whatever.